Hi, welcome to the Two Lads podcast from Daniel Sharman and Leggy Langdon's Two Lads. The Two Lads podcast is a place to come and listen to topics that you may not have heard men talk about so candidly and intimately before. It's no bullshit, it's straight to the point, it's raw and it's honest. And it's a conversation that we believe needs to be started. In a world of ongoing turmoil and constant change, take a break for 30 minutes and just come listen to the two lads in a deeply vulnerable conversation that is ongoing. Dating apps essentially remove the discomfort of that rite of passage. Accountability. Accountability and putting yourself out there and vulnerability. You can't possibly get to read an energy of a person when you're just looking at pictures. I never met anybody that I wanted to date. It's because the disposable nature... It's like all you can eat, right? And all you can eat buffet. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no value to it. There's no importance to something if it's just replaceable. If you can detox off of those very stimulating and easy, convenient processes, your life is richer, but it, I mean, it's harder. But it, you know, the point is the hardness is it's up front hard and it's better on the back. Hi, I'm Christian Leggy Langdon. Hi, everybody. My name is Daniel Sharman, and this is the Two Lads Podcast. On today's episode of the Two Lads podcast, we discuss dating apps and how we believe they affect us individually and society as a whole. We check in with each other on the eve of our triathlon attempt. Daniel talks about his journey into somatic healing and what that means for him, as well as discussing how, although we are both spiritual people, we also don't care for the woo-woo side of spirituality. Daniel uses music as a metaphor for how to look at things in life in a less scientific way. I talk about my patterns when it comes to relationships and how I feel about meditation. And finally, we get into the main discussion, dating apps. And Daniel goes first with his experience and why for him, dating apps are more powerful than drugs. All that and more on this week's episode of the Two Lads Podcast. Let's get into it. I've no idea what we're doing, just to let you know. We're doing dating apps today, mate. We're doing dating apps. We're doing dating apps. Fine. We're going to go, we're go in. light. We're going to go light. We're going to go a little bit of depth, but we're going to give a bit of the old... What's, <laughs> what's the question, mate? Hang on a minute. Are we, go- are we going? We're going. Yes, mate. Yes, mate. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the <laughs> British Broadcasting School. Welcome. <laughs> as soon as we turn this mate. on, it all comes on. Mate, let me just tell you right now, Okay. <laughs> Like as soon as we did a we did a podcast for somebody else this week, yeah. Like he was in a fucking foul mood. I was in about two minutes. I was like, like you got to sort your shit out before yeah. you go." And he goes, "Mate, mate, mate don't worry, I'm, I'm a professional." <laughs> and in a, in the heartbeat, he turned into Freddie Mercury yeah. again. I turned it on, mate. I'm a I'm a I'm a pro. Hi guys. Hi. I've never seen anything like it. I was so like. Didn't that give you uh, fill you with confidence of my ability? ability? I was like, this guy could be fucking hungover. And yeah. he'd still turn up on the day. Mate, I remember when I was in a band and no, I remember. I remember. Me and my two brothers were in a band together and we would just do the weirdest like I would just try deliberately fuck things up just to try on and get, stage. Or like we were I remember this one time we were doing a live TV, right? In the mo- morning <laughs> breakfast TV. GMTV. GMTV. Did you do GMTV? No, no, no. It was oh, American. Man. It was like a US news. It was like local Good morning. It was, it was like a local news, New York news thing. Sunrise, whatever. And I'd basically just been up all night, right? Showed up to the TV studios late-ish. In not, I wasn't late for the thing, but I was like late for the call time. Mm-hmm. And then we got into the biggest fucking fight, right? We were literally on set and they were like, <laughs> and we're live. And I was like, you're a cunt. <laughs> and it was like, you can just fuck it. Can you see the, yeah. the anger? And really? then they said to us afterwards, because we got into a massive fight after we finished the song, it went yeah. back to the anchor or whatever. And we just started like Shouting going each at other. each other and they were like, 
Well, li- listen, lads, um, uh, you can't, you'd have to go home, but you can't stay here. <laughs> <laughs> out. You can't be here. Yeah, you can't be here. We're not calling the police, but we'll call security yeah. in a minute. And it was like, but anyway, so, you know, I... Uh, you know how to turn it on. I know how to turn it on when the cameras are rolling. You or, see, I am a notorious corpser. A corpser? What's that? Corpsing means laughing on stage. Really? It, 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 Is that in, a technical term? I mean, notorious as if I'm notorious at anything that's ridiculous. <laughs> but they, they're notorious in terms of my own notoriety. In your <laughs> own mind. In my own world, I'm my most famous person. <laughs> You're the most I, infamous person you have know. Have you heard about that corpse? <laughs> and I used to, people used to throw in words, random words. You had to get a certain amount of words yeah. in to the play. Oh, like Some of not it's in just, the script. They're not in the script. But I did this play where I had to play like a rent boy and... Uh, that was the name of my brother's first band. Rent boy. Yeah. Oh, wicked. Yeah, go on. And uh, I had to wear this tiny little leather, like, thong thing. Yeah. And one of the last shows we did with a friend of mine, Mike Parr, it was like, it's really fun play, but it was like, gets very serious. And I rock up and I just stuffed a massive knob. Like, I just stuffed it <laughs> down like a, my pants, like a like dildo. a big sock and a dildo oh, yeah, thing. Yeah. And just came on like that, like that, and the whole thing stopped, and everyone had to turn up stage, right? Because like, we couldn't continue. Why? Because we're laughing. And I, I couldn't even get through my own. I was laughing at my own joke. <laughs> <laughs> and the Damn only it, person good. it fucked up yeah. was me. Yeah. Because I couldn't even get through my. And they weren't. It wasn't even that funny. Yeah. But I and I couldn't get through, and then we had to turn up stage. Yeah. Imagine you watch a play yeah. and then all the actors suddenly <laughs> like turn play. upstage and start shaking. Yeah, because they're laughing. Because they're laughing. Yeah. And then just people were like, what's this? I've paid for this. Yeah, I'm not into it. I'm not into it. It's not even funny at the best of times. Yeah. But that used to happen a lot. Yeah. I also skipped an entire act once we're coming is in. Is that corpsing? Yeah, that's that's what what corpsing is. Corpsing's called that. I kind of like it. I think we should corpse each other. Yeah. In, you know, you random. Dare. Anyway, well, mate, so we've got to do a few things. Yeah. Okay, we've got to... We've got to do a triathlon. We've got to do a triathlon tomorrow, first of all. Yeah. How are you feeling about that? Well, as you know, we trained last night. I'm slightly strained my calf, which gives me an immediate excuse to not finish this thing. I've strapped it, just for those who can't see, and none of you can. (laughs) No, nobody can. Only Leggy can. I can't see it, actually, either. It's strapped, and I'm hoping that that will be enough to get us through. Yeah. It looks like I've just taped something to... A car together to make it run. I mean, man, it's it's a bummer for it's sure. I mean, for you mainly, but, <laughs> but it's, it's our last day. Yeah, it's our last day. We've been totally injury free. Yeah, and then the last. But day. I mean, like you were saying earlier when we were talking, we've been in a way training for this for two years almost. Yeah, you know, year and a half or whatever. We've been intensely training for six weeks. Yeah, but I mean, we've started this whole journey right at the COVID starting lockdown and going commitment to getting fit. And we were like, let's do this triathlon. I can't remember how it came about, but it did. And then we started to train for it. And then obviously it got cancelled because of COVID and all the things. But we've been on this train Mm. for... Two years? Yeah. And I mean, we're fucking... We're fit. We're fit people now. We are. I mean... We've worked our asses off. We've worked our asses off. And I mean, had I not had this, I'd be feeling fucking buzzed for it. Yeah. Because we've done all you can do at this point. We've we've done as much training. We've done enough to feel really good while we do it yeah as in not like killing ourselves right yeah to f- we can to have feel fun it. doing it yeah i you mean know? if i was as long as this fucking thing isn't painful yeah. i think i'll be i'll be fine well that's what we were saying is like all this time of like training and then actual conscious training for it and then you've pulled your calf or your calf injuries come up again from yesterday two and, years ago yeah. yeah and it's just like oh man like one little thing yeah after all that time to do this one event and now we have to you've got to deal with it yeah you know? so it's it's it is a frustrating thing I mean I've got to say I'm feeling a bit buzzed about this strap because the strap yeah well it, it it's locked it in yeah which feels like it's just numbed the pain a little bit yeah so the, my thing was is just to not to get a cramp if yeah. I got a cramp, I'd be like, out in, in the ocean, I'd be fucked. Mate, if you get a cramp, just make sure you scream out. Yeah, and I'll just lie on my back. Yeah, wait wait for someone to if rescue I, you. Yeah. I'll be like, you're all right, mate. Yeah, get, Someone's on the way. Yeah, get, someone sort that guy out. Yeah, it'd be fine. I hope I think you don't get a right. cramp, mate. That's going to be, because I mean. <sighs> yeah, I mean, my feeling is that it will be in the run where it'll start getting a bit, really? a bit ropey, yeah. But. I can just kind of run in a different way. 
The problem is, is the initial bit of the swim, which is the getting into the ocean yeah. through the breakers bit, is so intense yeah. and like locks you up. You don't, yeah, you're not actually in any kind of like technique. You're just trying to fucking get Survive. through those motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's where you got to be careful because you'll be like, you know? yeah. Well, that's my thing is to try and get there for us to get in the ocean early. Yeah to get acclimatized a little bit to that shock. Yeah. Because the worst thing is to get into the shock, jump up, you know, over a wave or something and then feel the back of your calf just go oh, like that. Man, yeah. And if that happened, I'd be fucked. Yeah, because you'll be countering, you're trying to be like making up for that. I, my calf cramped last week in there and it was scary. Yeah. When we were coming back in. But you didn't, didn't stop you. I mean, you just lay on your back for a bit, didn't you? And no, I carried on. Oh, you went I, I just, one of my legs shut down. Oh, and I remember because you, me and you were going back in together. Yeah, terrified. And the buoy was getting brought into <laughs> shore. So it was we moving didn't know. and we didn't know. So we were swimming and I was like, we're not going anywhere. And terrified. I'm going to drown. I was like, this is it. I was, like, <laughs> I was terrified because I would look up and we were getting further from the buoy. I was yeah. like, well, we're definitely dead now. Yeah. Like, we're definitely dead. Yeah. And I was like exhausted. Yeah. So it, I felt like, oh shit, yeah. I'm not going to... If we're getting further away, I can't swim harder than I'm swimming right now. Yeah, yeah. And then... Why are we if, not moving? Why are we if not moving? I had a cramp at the same time, I think I would have been like... That's what was happening for me. Game mate. over. I was going, I've got cramp! And no one could hear no, me because like, you were all in your under fucking the underwater crawl thing. Freestyle, whatever they call yeah. it. It's going to... Freestyle. Gonna, mate, I mean, it's going to be... It's, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I'm excited. Then, the day after that, I fly... You gone? I fly, yeah, South Africa. So I feel like it's the end of a bit of an era. It's totally an end of an era. A landmark, a, a land... A land... <laughs> a landmark. <laughs> a, a line in the sand, if you will. It feels like to me. I'm an making hour. it more of a big deal than it is in my mind. No, but. it's a big... I mean, listen, like yeah. it, it's kind of the reason that we spend so much time... Together. Together. Yeah. <laughs> it's training. And I know, we've been working out. And I mean, it's made us closer. For sure. We've been Sorry, seeing each other every day yeah. and held in this space and commitment to each other, accountability and like pushing each other. Are you going to, are you doing it? Yeah, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, I don't want to go. Me up, yeah. I remember, I remember times being like, oh shit, I don't, I can't, I don't want to go or I was like doing a journey and then didn't want to go the next day. I was like feeling like shit because you were going and I couldn't go or yeah. whatever it was. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's a good, I mean, Oh, you missed a good one, mate. You missed a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, mate, you should have seen oh, the workout today. Should have been at CrossFit. It's just like, oh, you weren't there, though, oh, were you? <laughs> no, you weren't. You weren't. Oh, I thought you were. No, you weren't. That was the day. No, nah, you, weren't there. you weren't. No, it's been, it's been a, a right journey. It would be great to kind of really feel good about the end of that and feel good that we just finished. We did something. We completed something. Yeah, I think we will. I, I think we'll finish it. We're definitely going to finish it. Yeah, we're going to finish it. I just don't want to be limping across the finish line. You have to just make sure you're all right, though. Mate. I don't want to be that lad in the Olympics. I'm going to carry you over the line. <laughs> just... We're going to be all right. We are going to be all right. What's your number this week, by the way, if you're checking? Number seven. Seven? <laughs> seven. As you can hear, life's been <laughs> tough. You know, I'm bummed. I'm bummed that I did this injury. And yeah. It always fucks me up. And I'm also, yeah, I'm leaving for six weeks and... yeah. I've been kind of acting out emotionally. I had a really weird, had a somatic teaching course I was doing and that hit on some real childhood stuff. Yeah. So, and, and I'm kind of trying to land that a little bit, some of the getting to know my body. Yeah. And I think I'm just realising the extent to which I'm just a mess. Right. Like an emotional, like not available human right. being. And feeling it in your body, it's there, stored in your body. It's not like yeah. memories or anything. It feels like a whole new arena that I hadn't even looked at. Right. And now I've like opened this arena and it's like, oh yeah, I'm starting right at the back here. Like health and fitness, right? Doesn't, yeah. you know, work, you know, I've struggled, but I've tried to do this, you know, I've tried to work at a level, you know. And then love, I've kind of done. And then there's this other box. Yeah. That just feels like it's opened and it's all stuff that hasn't been dealt with in my body and the yeah. storage of these memories, the storage of how I show up, yeah. why I can't, why I'm not emotion, well, a very emotional person. And it's a process. Yeah. And then so, and I'm just seeing how big a process that is, yeah. how little I've tended to my own body. Right. In terms of emotional body. I yeah. Think. I mean, it's wild how much your mind is so sneaky. Yeah. You know, and, and actually your body is always... It always tells you the truth. Yeah, and because I think 
a lot because my mind yeah. is very active and I'm pretty good with ideas, mm-hmm. general concepts. I think of myself as pretty well-rounded and then I see that actually it's nothing to do with how well I can interpret my own trauma. Yeah, It's like literally my body mm-hmm. isn't able to do it. And so it's like a whole new, it's a whole new world of, yeah. and it looks like Fantasia, you know, it looks like the end one in Fantasia where it's Mickey Mouse, dark. It? And, no, the end one where it, it looks a bit more like Mad Max in there. And oh, it's just like, like this is new mental... Dystopia. Yeah, dystopia that I've got to go now and look at. And yeah. that's good. I'm glad I can see it because it informs a lot of my relationships. Right. It informs a lot of my friendships, why people react to me differently. But it's definitely like... Is it like another new layer? Yeah, it's like a new layer. And I'm, I'm like, oh, this is my responsibility now to like garden this. To, to water this. Right. And I'm saying, are you are you taking it as an opportunity or is it like, are you frustrated? No, I am taking it. I, I just don't know where to start, really. Right. I'm doing this somatic work. Mm-hmm. What is somatic? I actually don't know what it means. Other yeah. than it's some sort of holistic thing. It, yeah, it is a holistic. I mean... It, I don't I, even know what that means. <laughs> what? Holistic? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so somatic... Way, I have no idea what I'm talking about. It just... It's relating to the body distinct from the mind right so okay relating to the soma so it's outside of your own brain things that so breath work and right. you know being massaged like all of those things are your brain kind of catches up with your body's feelings right and so to understand that feels scary to me because i always like to think about things first yeah and i can't you're in the this. head yeah i'm in the head all yeah. the time i mean i'm british that's how it works that's how it works the head is like a protection of, yeah. of the deeper experience. It filters information in. Right. That allows me to make decisions where this is not exactly right. good. In the same way as if you can shut your head down, your mind down, yeah, it allows you to feel. Is that what you mean? Yeah. 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 And, and so that's why doing all these different modalities of quietening the mind. Yeah mindfulness yep right yeah that's why they call it that right the mind gets us to like be able to get up in the morning do the laundry take the trash out and order you yeah know. and all of that yeah. even though you've got trauma in your life you yeah. can still unless you're completely debilitated by it your mind is able to kind of like file that stuff away somewhere so that you can get on with yeah you know the daily life of yeah things, exactly right? and you you it doesn't mean it's the, not there exactly it doesn't mean that you've actually processed it right even it means that you've understood a concept of i understand abuse or you know violence in my childhood yeah but it doesn't mean that i've actually processed it and my body still hangs on to it and has an unconscious defense mechanism against it and you know you and i we just chuck ourselves in and and we try and find all the modalities that allow some degree of relief or understanding of ourselves and i chucked myself into this five-day course and i thought for the first two days, I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, this is mental. Yeah. Because it gets a bit woo-woo, you yeah. know? Right. Why yeah. don't we like woo-woo? Because it feels very emotionally, it feels like it's not based in a scientific... Not grounded. Yeah, it's not grounded in any science-based research. Right. And therefore, there's a bit of a kind of, we have a tendency as human beings to make up narratives if we can't explain them. And it's like placebo effects, right? You, right. you know, very often we can make things up in yeah. our heads and empirical data often allows you to make much clearer decisions. Right. You know, some things may look like they work, but they don't. Right. But in some way I'm learning, I like empirical data, but I think I'm now seeing that sometimes the belief in that as stop is a, in itself a head-based yeah way of looking at things and it stops me from actually entering the world in a way that it is romantic and sometimes lacking in realism but who wants who wants realism one of the Alan Watts things when we were listening to he says you can either go to a concert and spend a lot of time with human beings listening to cat guts being (laughs) cat Stevens (laughs) cat guts being drawn against horse hair what creating vibrations. Okay, yeah, Or you can go and listen to a violin play a beautiful concerto. Right, yeah, it's sound. Both are true. Right. Right? One is 
a gifted piece of genius. Yeah, music, whatever. Music, yeah. and, and the other is this a scientific reasoning of that's what that is. It's a vibration of cat guts being drawn against horsehair right. or whatever. Right. And what are you going to go around being like, I wouldn't do that. Like life has to have magic in it in yes. some way. Yeah. And magic has to exist. Yeah. Otherwise, what are we doing? Otherwise, it gets too empirical. But that's me a long way of saying that it's it's opening up an emotional space in me. Yeah. That sounds great, mate. Yeah. Really good. I mean, especially knowing you and knowing what, where you've knowing been. Me, like, knowing me. Knowing you. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. But like, you know, watching you on your journey and like now you're hitting into this thing. Yeah. You can't, you can't fuck with it when it comes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When it hits you and you have yeah, that yeah, emotion, yeah. you go, oh, fucking hell. What's that? Yeah. I wanted to add a little thing to our check-in, which which yeah. might be good, which Go is then. to do a win for the week. Win, win, win oh. for the week. Win. And this is our <laughs> special <laughs> win for the week. That, we'll, we'll cut that and we'll use, use it, it over, over and, and over again. again. <laughs> I want to step pan when we did that. Then we'll pan it left and right. Yeah. Win for the week. The production value of this podcast it's, is going up. I tell you what, <laughs> it's making up for the content. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> mate, this is this is good, mate. We're gonna we're gonna get into it. Go on then. What's right. win for the week? I don't even know what win for the week My, is. Only you know what I've, it is. I've got, I've got a new feature. It was like a win this week for me. Okay. Was us doing that podcast with for on um, before it happened. Yeah. Right. And I think we were able to talk about why it is that we're doing this yeah. and the bigger plan involved in kind of having these conversations and what we want. And I thought that was really, like, that was a really big win for me this week. Huh. Oh, a win for the week. Oh, 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 win. But I'm a seven. That's where I'm at. That's quite the check-in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Legs, what's your number? Mate, I think I'm a... You've had a week, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to... I don't know what to say. <laughs> Oh, he's, he's standing. This is where we I get into the, land, ones, the landmines yeah. that you could get into. Here. I am a bit speechless <laughs> for once in my life. Um, Why don't you just give an overview? Go on then. <laughs> and I'm going to go and <laughs> You're uh, hide under a... Can I do this on my own? Bombshell. No, I, I feel physically great. So I would say that I'm an eight, right? Wow, which given where you were earlier this week. I, I think it's... Yeah, honestly, even what's been going on for me, <sighs> things that feel bad are not that bad. You know, actually, when you kind of get to zoom out from stuff, I mean, I think in terms of relationship development, learning, decisions you're making, all these kinds of things, like they feel scary, but they're not like doomsday scenarios like i haven't felt like that even in in what i've been kind of navigating yeah you've actually it's been surprising to see you not get totally wiped out by this yeah yeah i think i think probably just from my experience of the real deal of what happened to me you know a few years ago and getting ghosted and all that being go- a person that's being ghosted mm. Nothing is as bad as that. It's just, it's like, it's like boot camp for, you know, relationships in some way. In a weird way, it's also made me become almost void of, of <laughs> empathy and, you know, in some way. I don't allow, this is what I've learned, is that I overlook my own traumas. I've overlooked them and I haven't given them enough compassion. Mm. I haven't given myself enough compassion mm-hmm. around the pain pain of things i mean early on in the breakup that was my ghosting which was a, a life-changing experience for me was horrific obviously and i was crying all, every day and, and all those things and i did go through a lot of pain but then you kind of get to this next stage of it where you start to come out of it and slowly but you know even now three years later there's still residue mm. of that trauma modern trauma on top of the you know, OG trauma stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that I just want to be, I think I get a little bit impatient and sometimes and I want to get beyond it, you know, I'm just, and I get frustrated that I'm not or yeah. that I'm acting out in reaction to events that happened so long ago mm-hmm. and they keep showing up in my present life. Mm-hmm. And it's so wild to kind of witness myself, how I behave when I'm in intimate 
relationship type scenarios with women. We were talking about this earlier. My ego has a perception of myself, who I am, right? I'm a leader and I'm this and I'm that and I've done this work and blah, 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 blah. Not in the like fucking look at me, but I do have a perception of myself Mm -hmm. that is validated by the people in my life on some level, which feels good, right? I like to be seen as someone that's responsible and some that you can count on, right? And trustworthy and all those things. And being a leader is something that I've always wanted to be even for for whatever reason. And then I get myself into a romantic situation and it all goes to shit (laughs) in some way. Or And I start to look for things to justify not doing it, you know. Or I'm finding myself in situations that aren't available so that I can be available, right? Mm. And so in terms of my check-in, I think that I'm... This is the madness, okay? The madness is I'm scared of how blind I am to what love is in that setting. Where I see love or where I think love is, where it actually is, is not in alignment, you know? And I keep hitting this same pattern, you know? I've been doing this kind of, in a way, probably all my life in some ways, but it's certainly becoming really apparent as I keep going into these different situations as of late. And it's scary to be like, whoa, like you can be thinking and feeling this thing. And then all of a sudden it, something happens and you, you like flip, I flip, you know, and I'm so adamant. It's kind of what you've talked about this about me, which is I can get so adamant mm-hmm. that I'm clear. It's yeah, a, and, it, and it feels like you're just like, there's no convincing you of any other yeah, way. Right, yeah. and it's, it's it's not fake it till you make it, but it is some sort of, I'm making a choice and I'll do it so strongly that it feels true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you almost like convince yourself by how, how yeah. convinced you are. Because I'm a feelings guy, you know? I like go on the like... And you get caught up in the feeling. Yeah, the drug of the feeling is really i'm very sensitive to it you know and it's like in the addict sense of it being like this immediate feeling and Mm -hmm. i go yeah i'm immediate with things you saw that when i was buying the bike you know or whatever bought the whole gear everything on the day yeah in less than two hours i went from a person without a bike i've never been to a bike shop and now i have everything that you would ever want for the gear because i just react immediately i kind of choose Have you, I mean, that's great for some things, right? I mean, it's great for being a creative. It's great for being in some degree of conflict. It's a hard thing to live with in terms of the impulsivity. It's impulsive, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I've been learning about as I've been navigating these waters. How do you temper some of the impulsivity? Well, everyone's telling me to meditate. Yeah, I mean... Uh, everyone's telling and you. I say, fuck off. Like, it, you fucking fuck meditate. What do you know about meditation? And you fucking meditate on this, you yeah. knobhead. Yeah. I get a bit, it's the resistance. I'm in resistance, you know. To keep, meditating? Or just yeah. stopping? I mean, just, I, mean, I just get it. I what find, happens yeah, when I've told you that I don't think something is good? That you don't... Oh, that, or that I don't think that's wise, you go, no, 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 this isn't, I'm going to, you know, I'm in this. Whenever you say something that you don't like <laughs> about something that I I like, yeah, it's, yeah. I just go, what? It glitches it hey? me out. But no, but like when people tell you advice, ask, say, you say, ask advice, right? Yeah. People say things and it doesn't kind of hit with the getting what you want. Yeah. Yeah. It's very adolescent. No, I get it. Is, is it, is it something that, because I have it as well, how do you get around that? I think that I'm coming up against that, my limitations there, you know? I think that, like, in, it works, it, it kind of can work on a surface level around, like, decision-making and things like that, but it gets me into trouble because it gets me into a commitment of something that I then will freak out about if it's something I can't commit to, mm. you know? Because I'll be impulsive and respond in real time to... That's why I even like saying no to things and yes to things, even though it's no, 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 no. Because if I say yes, it's a commitment. It's still impulsive. Like, I'm not thinking about it. You're just going, no, yeah, in I'll the just, moment. You're saying something to me, say, oh, legs, let's do this. And I'm going, no. 
right? And even that's impulsive. It's not even just like, mm, okay, you know, that's an idea, or let me think about that. I'll get freaked out. I'll get scared, and I'll be like, I just immediately want to, rather than look at it, I just want to shut it down. Or in the opposite, it'll be I'll get scared and I want to fix something. And I just go, oh, wait, no, I'll do this. Let's do this, you know, and yeah. it'll resolve everything. You know what? Resolve Let's get married. It. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever it is. Yeah. And, and, and it's, you know. It always surprises me. I mean, just as an outside observer in your in your processes, I'll be, you know, we'll chat about something, right? Yeah. And you'll be like, no, I think I'll, I'll go and do this. And I'll be like, oh, you know, well, you know, take your time. You got to And then the next day you'll go, you'll go, yeah. So I went over there and <laughs> fully, uh, and fully done it. And I'm like. Wow, <laughs> this, there's no, there's no sitting on it at any point. No, because it's like a, I get a bit afraid. I get afraid, you know. Yeah. And look, I'm also, you know, as I've gotten older, I see it more clearly. I, I do take responsibility for it. I understand that there's consequences to cho- making choices, and there's people involved, and you know, situations, and so yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm learning from it. I am, and. This is the thing about this area of your life. You can't, it's hard, like with romantic relationships I'm talking about, or any relationship, but if it's just you in a room, then you're a genius, you know, because there's no, there's no potential pushback on whatever you're feeling is you're feeling. Mm. I mean, you know, other than feeling afraid or what have you, and you have to deal with that. But when you put someone in front of you, you now have to negotiate some, in some way, as we do that, or me and you do it, yeah. you know, it's like, now I can't just get my way, mm. you know, you're saying something and now I have to like figure out what's happening here. Yeah. And that happens with women, but in a very different way. I can't even tell you, I couldn't possibly use words to describe exactly how I am when, if I switch you out and put a bird on that couch, you know what I'm saying? Hello. Where's <laughs> <laughs> this guy? <laughs> in terms of, just put, how we become. Put you out and put a bird on that. Great house. <laughs> put a bird Might on that. Might as well change. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> then, then you totally change as a person. Well, not totally change. It's just how you speak in an intimate setting with someone is not how you speak to your brother or your best mate. And so then right. it's like, who am I when you're not there as opposed to who am I when you are there or when she's there or what I'm, what's coming up for me? Why is it when I put this person in front of me, I feel this? And why is it when I put this person in front of me i'm this you know Hmm. it's insane mate it's insane i don't know the answer i don't but you're you're an eight eight. (laughs) (laughs) because you've navigated out of a pretty you know like a pretty big situation you were going toward what was potentially like a serious relationship and now you're out and you're kind of navigating out of this I learned a really big I've, lesson. I've learned, I've learned a big lesson. Well, I want to I want to use that lesson in the question. Okay. We're moving into the question. We're going to move into the question which is only for those people who are on Patreon, right? Well, the questions for everyone. Yeah. If you want to hear the answer, <laughs> make sure you go and sign up to the Lad Club on Patreon forward slash two lads and we will have a bonus episode where we answer this question that Daniel Sharman is now about to ask and I actually don't even know what the question is so yes the question yeah is where are your limitations in a relationship okay how do I see them how do I perceive the limitations how do you perceive where them do they where up? do they come up okay and how do they manifest and okay. what are the patterns that usually are around that so okay that's the question yep. for those in Patreon you're going to listen to us talking about this yeah And for those who are not, I hope you answer it yourself and just think about that. Yep, think about it. Hey, 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 one, two, yeah, hey. Hey. One, two, check, check. That's better, right? Yeah, that's great. Right, let me go, let me go. Right. Hello, everybody. This is Daniel from the Two Lads Pot. No. Hello, everybody. This is Daniel Come join the community, the Two Lads podcast community, community podcast. Community, community, community. We'll start this again. The Lad Club, right? Yeah. Hi, everybody. This is Daniel. Look, if you want to get more involved with the Two Lads, then we've got the solution. You join the Lad Club now on Patreon forward slash Two Lads. The podcast is just the start for us. 
joining the Lag Club, depending on the tier that you subscribe to, will give you access for things like two extra episodes a month and more. So go check out the Lag Club now, Patreon forward slash two lads, sending you loads of love. Now we're going to start talking about the main event, the headline, the headline event, act. the headline dating act. apps, dating apps is yeah. what we're talking about today talking about on the two apps. lads podcast. We're talking about dating apps. First of all, go, tell me what the inspiration behind uh, this um, episode, because yeah, yeah, go on. Well, I, the, the, the point of this episode is because look, let's be honest, most people's way of finding intimacy now is through dating apps. Yep. Right. So number one down, you know, kind of the most, and will continue to be the most used way of finding easiest a, a way. partner, partner yeah. right? It's the easiest at this point <sighs> on some level. Yeah. I wanted to just talk about our experience with dating apps. Okay. Right. Yeah. And then to explain the pitfalls of them. Yeah. And what we lose by using this as a mode of finding an intimate partner. Okay. And also how to kind of navigate, if you are going to use them, what the best way is of using them. The pros and cons, because there are some pros. There are some pros and there are some cons. As is the way. Also, we were saying we thought we might have a topic that was a little lighter. than yeah. shame. Shame and judgment <laughs> and pain. <laughs> well... Like dating apps have their own, <laughs> they certainly have their dark. We are certainly going to go into the darkness around it. But they, I think we've got two different experiences as well, me and you, from it. Yeah, I mean, from yeah. from what you've told me about your my experience, your journey into the dating app world. I think you know it. Your situation is somewhat unique, you know, and I think you should talk about it. Yeah, how you got to experience that, and yeah, and I can talk about my experience with it, which is actually pretty new relative in my life i didn't i'd never even been on a dating app until yeah. two years ago yeah never even been on one right i remember when i was married hearing about them hearing about them all our friends and were, being like yeah hell, i should, wish i wasn't married me and- <laughs> 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 okay no that sounds good no but me and my ex-wife used to joke about that actually we were like we would absolutely smash it if we were on these dating apps. Yeah. Like, we thought we would just be like... Kill it, and then you get on them. And, and we're on it, just fucking, <laughs> here we are, three crickets. years later, fucking... Although she's, uh, you know, with with a lad she met on, on a, on a dating, dating app. app. Yeah. So it's, you know, you you see the, the some of this success stories, but yeah, so do you want to start, or should I start? What, what do yeah, you all right, I'll start. To me, dating apps have come out of making our lives devoid of pain or discomfort okay right and dating apps the most uncomfortable feeling for most men and women is to approach someone they're attracted to and tell them that they're attracted yeah. and hope for something in return yeah right v- vulnerable reveal a vulnerable reveal i've said that a few times a vulnerable. So. A vulnerable reveal <laughs> um that is it's akin to some of the hot, like yeah. the biggest oh, kind yeah. of spikes in our. It's what every teen movie was about. Yeah, like the lad go, getting the courage to go d- right. ask a girl. Yeah, absolutely, out on a date. and it was a rite of to passage. And it, and and if you can get rid of that, like if you can get rid of cooking from a, you know the pain of having to wash dishes and all that stuff, you just get an app. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Dating apps are the reason they will be so successful is they essentially remove the discomfort of that rite of passage accountability accountability and putting yourself out there and for me as someone who is quite shy although i am quite private yeah when i heard i was in a relationship when they were like happening yeah and i remember being like fucking oh i wish i was out of a relationship yeah wait you see if someone's five miles away and you can like ask them out yeah. and they like, have no accountability. Yeah. And you, all you have to do is pictures. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. Right. Because essentially got rid of the bravery that I'd... Uh, that the I'd, risk. The risk. Yeah. And I I, I just, I, I shut down in that. I, I'm not, I'm not one of those people who could just go to a bar and be like, all right, love, you want a drink? You want a drink? It's yeah. just not how it worked. Yeah. A lot of my friends, you know, 
and it's not like that. Right. It, we, 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 I, I knew people. Yeah, and I watched people. I had a friend at drama school actually, and he he was a pickup artist. Really? Yeah, yeah. and he he taught how men to pick up women in bars, and he like thousands of dollars to do this thing. It was fucking yeah. amazing. Yeah, and it it was a superpower, right? Because he could just turn it on, yeah. and it. I mean, there's all these things, but it just baffled me, and I thought, God, that's a pretty impressive thing. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Then these dating apps came and. It got rid of all that, but it also got rid of accountability, like you said. And I ended my relationship and I went in hardcore. And it was better than any drug I'd ever taken because the feedback was, it's visual, right? So there's this like, it's constant. Yeah. It's highs and lows, right? The uptick in adrenaline and epinephrine is like is so massive because you're getting this like image of this thing attraction and you get the validation the validation and I I just was like this is fucking amazing right and I went started going down a path with it and then I got I was on um, I was on a kind of dating app for a while and then there's like this very specific one called Raya and it's all very celebrity based and nonsense we have to preface that you know because you well not because but you do have a quite a large wait uh, what penis (laughs) 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 no you have quite a large following (laughs) social don't put the pressure out there all right i'm just saying that like we have to acknowledge that normal size okay No, we got. We have to say, like, your power in that domain is it's strong, massive. massive. So, like, you and you were like a kid in the candy store, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I stacked the cards so heavily in my favor that yeah. there was no, there was nothing in the way. You got the keys to the kingdom. I got everything that a man could possibly want. Yeah, which was overbearing amount of power. Yeah, and influence. Right, over sexual attraction. Right. Because you're the top of the hierarchy. Top of the hierarchy. You have a choice. There was way more women than there were men. Yeah. It's like the top 1% of the men, this is not accurate percentages, but like it's like the top These percentage. exact percentages. <laughs> the top percentages of the attractiveness of men, whether that be physical or like, you know, success level, they attract all of the women. Yeah. And then they just choose it. Yeah. You know, and the women only want that top echelon of men. Right. And then the rest of the men have to kind of work out underneath all of that you know right. and uh that's the kind of the way it's always been but in the digital space it's very apparent it's, it's super heightened yeah, yeah it's all visual yeah and and uh, and so what happened is that the power and that influence was so intoxicating and also just the ability to talk normally right I, like i had a vague ability to not be a knobhead yeah. On it. Right. Which, <clears throat> again, a vague ability. Well, just like I You're wouldn't nice. send, yeah, I was yeah. nice. Yeah. I didn't You're go mental. Yeah. Respectful. And that, that seemed to be another thing that they like. Right. It was like either, you know, you might be that, but you would be like obnoxious and rude and whatever. And, and, and I, I knew not to do that. Sure. Either. So it's so, not in your nature. And it began to become a thing that every day I was on it. Right. right. I think I was only on it for a year, almost yeah. two years. And every day, meaning you were like seeing someone, every seeing day. somebody, matching with somebody, you know, going on a date. And I never met in, in any of that space, anybody that I wanted to date. Yeah. And it's because the disposable nature, but well, this is my theory anyway. Yeah. Because these were lovely women. Like there was, mm-hmm. if you met these people outside of this particular frame, mm-hmm. none of these patterns would have happened. But the pattern is... By going on the app to even check a message, yeah. you have to go through the process of finding more people. Okay. So the process is just to look at the message that you're having with somebody else. Yeah. It's like you have to go through another shop yeah. to get to the thing. It's like you go, going through a women's changing room on the way to the altar. <laughs> <laughs> What's um, this doing here? I was going to use the analogy of like, it's like going through a, a suit shop on the way to go pick up your suit, right? right? And you're right. like, oh, I like that. I'll actually, yeah. And they're all free. Yeah, so, yeah. But uh, okay, Lex, if uh, that's what you're like really on the, to go, I like mate. my analogy yeah. better. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, it was... Hang on a minute. It was so disposable in the ability and the, the firing off of neurons in my brain yeah. that 
it was a roller coaster. I mean, it right. was a roller coaster. And I didn't think that that was a problem. Right. I didn't think that was like an issue. I mean, I'd, I was sober from everything else. Yep. And this was like, you know, I've seen it in a lot of like 12-step rooms, right? That aren't slow or sex related or whatever. Is like, they're like, yeah, enjoy the rest of life. You right. know, do this. Just so as long I was as like, you don't drink. Yeah. And yeah. I, was, I was like, hey. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but for you, that experience was so heightened. It was massive. For, it was, for any human being. I'd never had that power. Yeah. And I don't think anyone has to be able to go to a bar and basically write messages instead of going up and doing it. Yeah to all the most attractive people yeah. and getting a hit of whether they're attracted to you or not yeah. was I couldn't have designed something more more attractive to my brain type yeah, because it allowed me to be cerebral but not put right. myself out there. It allowed me to withdraw yeah. if they didn't show interest, yeah. right? There was no cost because it right. would just be like, oh. Yeah. And what I lost in that was the ceremony yeah. of how hard it is yeah. And we t- we noticed this the other day. There was a there was someone who very attractive person who we were working with in training, and she wasn't like immediately like if she'd taken a load of pictures, right? You wouldn't be like that person's fucking dropped their gorgeous thing. But she was something about her that was so beautiful and and attractive uh-huh. that you, that's what you miss because you're just looking right. at these images yeah, yeah. that are so one dimensional in a world where you're kind of saying. Uh, the objectification of let's say women in this case is kind of shamed and and frowned upon now in in the kind of like women's empowerment and yet we're in a world where all of our dating exists in an objectification setup which is you can't possibly get to read an energy of a person when you're um just looking at pictures yeah you know it's like and then the the association to those pictures and your instagram account for example and that's what we hold as like currency now high level of value as a human yeah. is what you look like how many followers you have right mm-hmm. and they're all like attached to that profile mm-hmm. so before you've even met you've already you've already got this huge projection about this person and how influential they are yeah. in the world yeah right but you can't do that in a bar right like you can give me your resume yeah on, uh, and do you want a gin and tonic Mate, that's what i did here's your is my resume yeah no i, I and i think what you I can see why they're so popular, but for me, I mean, I, my mate was just like, he had to do an intervention. He was just like, mate, we're losing you. Like, we're losing you to this thing yeah. that you're not even seeing. Right. And I realized it was like a pro- it was a problem. It was a problem because... Well, sex addiction, let's say, yeah. right? That's, that's something that we've had for a long time. It's just that now the whole thing is being turned up on it yeah. to this place well, the availability the availability that being able to do that is not we're not evolved for it we don't have the like I've said this before it's like it's like the net is cast so wide now the access the access to who basically before all of this you would be in some way filtering the people that you would meet through yeah. your own choices of where you even just like what where bar you, go, you go to yeah yeah you know what kind of social events well you, you could also only hold a certain amount right of you couldn't possibly have like more than like 10 potential people in your life at one time and even that's a lot like I, I think when I was in my 20s living in New York I never had more than like five girls that I was kind of like mm-hmm. you know talking to mm-hmm. when I was in the dating thing if I didn't have a girlfriend right mm-hmm. it's like you couldn't possibly that and that's a lot actually yeah you know now you can just like even i can i live on the east side of town and i can have access to people on the west side that i would never have ever met yeah but but now i just meet them in this form you know yeah and you're you know we talk about this a lot but the costs of any convenience is always so much more than you imagine oh yeah and that when i was holding these people and I would, it was, I'd had a, a roster of people. Yeah. You can't have intimacy with any, anybody if you're holding 12 people to a standard of, if I get bored of this, I'll do this. Yeah. And if I, and then I'll call in somebody right. else and, and it, and it doesn't matter how, how much of that you can navigate on a friendship basis, as soon as you sip into a sexual nature or intimate nature, like you are losing, you're losing something. And yeah. ultimately if you're doing that consistently, you are losing yourself. Yeah. Ultimately, you're losing 
your ability to be in, in the now, as we've discussed, but also you're losing what it is to interact with one person. And even if that person is not everything that you want, is to push through those things and move forward instead yeah. of bouncing out with options, visual options. Right. And I think, I, I really think it's a scary place that we're getting to in terms of the access that we have to visual comfort mm -hmm. and visual accessibility, outsourcing in all of our, our, our difficulty in life. And one of them is intimacy and we're outsourcing that to Instagram, yeah. community friends on Instagram. You talk more on DM than you do in person. Yeah. And with dating apps, you lose the, the hardship of, say, of going, hey, I, I'm attracted to you and yeah. can I, can, I'd like to see you and, and someone's saying no. Right. So, and also like, it's like all you can eat, right? An all you can eat buffet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's a bit, the, the there's no value to it because it's, you've paid two ninety nine, and now you just eat whatever you want. $2.99? Where's that buffet? <laughs> <laughs> all you can eat is not uh, an a la carte situation, you know? And it's like, there's no importance to something if it's just replaceable. Yeah. And the thing that you're going after is not even, it doesn't have the same meaning. It's like the whole process of, the meeting and the, the getting to know someone if you're not holding it like that and you just it's sexual encounters and every night you're having a different sexual encounter it's just like any other drug yeah that's what it is but it's on a on a Such steroid a level it's like having like heroin but just you know the needle and the thing at in your, your arm in your arm yeah at all times yeah. and you can just press just you know, boom yeah boom, boom. so so yeah. it, it just returns me to this thing that I keep banging on about and, and that we keep kind of trying to promote here, which is the analog systems of our body are still the best, even if they're hard. So community, trying to meet up with people in person, trying to, if you can come off those detox, off of those very stimulating and easy, convenient processes. Yeah. Your life is richer, but it, I mean, it's harder, but it, you've got to have hard things. You know, the point is the hardness yeah. is it's up front hard and it's better on the back. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. Don't forget to tune in next week for part two of Dating Apps, where I talk in detail about my experience with the apps. Also, it's apparent that Daniel and I share some similar experience and also differ greatly on the subject. There's also more shenanigans from Daniel and his personal experience with dating apps. You don't want to miss it. The Two Lads podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. So please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the latest episode. And give us a five-star review. Tell your friends about us. All of that stuff really helps us a lot. We really appreciate it. Sending you all love. Until the next time. Yes, lad. Yes, lad.